Hey, hey, Bachelor Masters here. Now, Caitlin, you just finished the episode, like, in a matter of minutes ago, right? Mike. Yes, I did. I, I was speed running through the You were last one minute late to the podcast, so <laughs> you must have just got it in the nick of time. Yeah, it was, a, it was a difficult time crunch there. I did have to do some fast forwarding of what I judged based on, uh, <laughs> like, going, like, one minute and then stopping and watching for a second, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I decided that I could fast forward through most of Sarah's one-on-one date, which meant that I was able to catch the full glory of the shrimp drama. Ah. Uh. <laughs> mm. See, I kind of <laughs> dozed off during the shrimp do- drama. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was too, I had too much out of me from the uh, AA meeting they had. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. I saw all that, of that. Did I'm that really perfect. need a disclaimer? I'm perfect like... in every way, every oh, possible way. I've been yeah. complimented my whole life, and yet I'm worried about my stomach. It's super weird that those used to be kind of hilarious plot points in sitcoms uh you know this guy breaks up with an ex and then tries to make the next girlfriend look exactly like the other oh one and it was such yeah. a reoccurring point plot point yeah, right that, that who so that was hunt hunter right yes hunter her, from name, Charlotte, her North Carolina. Name is hunter okay mm-hmm. yeah yes it's like, she's a a woman hunter yeah. yes the like, dad really 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 wanted his kid to be named hunter yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter the gender. At the gender reveal party, it was still hunting. Well, I knew a woman back in my figure skating days. So we, I guess we were both girls then. Uh, but she was named Logan, like a, a woman. Yeah. Logan. Um, and it was a little unusual. But I think it was just like they just really liked the name, I guess. I, I've, I had a friend who the mom named all the girls boy names, but they were cute. Right. Like there was the Jamie. There was a Devin with an I, not a Devon, but a Devin, <laughs> right? So there's a girly, fi- there's a way to, to feminize the names. And I thought yeah. that was very cute. I forgot the other girl's name, right? Oh, Cody. Uh, and those are very cute. But then yeah, there's I this. Think that is cute. Hunter is, does not feel. Well, it's not even a good like name. Like it ever guys. feels right. Sorry if any of our listeners, <laughs> if any of our listeners are named Hunter, please reach out to us. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess will, it's fine. I will personally apologize for making fun of the name Hunter. If I someone named Hunter, it's better him. on a woman than a man. The name. Oh, Hunter. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like it. I've seen girls named Remington and Rifle. Now these aren't people that I know, <laughs> but Rifle. dear fucking lord, Rifle. Oh, <sighs> no. and I feel like it's in that vein, so it grosses me out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we'll get to that. Um, Will we? <laughs> well, we got to talk about the AA meeting. Oh, okay. so. yeah, we just did because there was not much. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, there's no, definitely yeah. other stuff we could talk about. Uh, like, oh, I'm perfect. I actually did write consensus. down a lot of fashion for the bits that I've seen because, I mean, we're going to get there, but this show does not know how to dress Clayton. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Right. I had one thing too, which I normally have nothing. So. Okay, okay, well then start at the top, Craig. Well, we <laughs> you and your do linear funny first. Uh, thinking. Let's, oh, let's, we gotta <laughs> break the ice. <laughs> okay, uh, we gotta do something funny first. What? Okay, so an Adam, A T O M, an Adam yes. walks into a bar and he looks down, and the bartender says, 
you know, you look down, what's going on? And Adam says, I lost an electron. And the bartender goes, are you sure? And he says, yeah, I'm positive. Mm, okay. Oh, Craig. Yeah, and? Why? Oh, oh, that's your funny thing. Yeah, that's the funny oh, thing. Dear Lord. Okay, start at the top now. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to be at war with Russia here in a matter of days. So we got to try to keep the humor alive. Humor will let, let the good vibes bring down the bad vibes. Yeah, the good vibes will really defeat Russia. That's, that's <laughs> what they're weak against, I guess. Right. Yeah, we're not collectively positive enough. Okay. Well, what happens at the beginning of the episode? We have a continuation of the will he or won't he get rid of... Uh, they all, they're all the same. Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy, which he ends up doing, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, Caitlin, but, you just watched the episode, so I'm going to lean on you. To... All right. Yeah, it is Cassidy. And you know what I thought was interesting about this bit, actually? I mean, you knew she was going to get sent home since the end of the episode two weeks ago. Like, she first of all said it on her social media, but also, like, the clues were all there. But what was interesting to me is that as they're showing, like, the women talking about it, Sierra keeps on sharing more and more details about Cassidy's friends with benefits situation (laughs) that I was like, we didn't see any of these in the flashback scene. Did like, did Cassie actually tell her this stuff or did like producers tell her some of these details or what? Because it was just odd that like the only thing we saw was Cassidy being like, Oh yeah, I've been sleeping with this guy sometimes. He's a few (laughs) years younger than me. And that was like kind of (laughs) it. And then she has all this stuff about like, I remember, first of all, last week, last week, two weeks ago, she said something about how he was going to do all these nasty things to her, the friends with benefits. And I was like, we didn't see Cassidy say he was going to do nasty things. Uh, But then she had this story this time about how apparently Cassidy wanted a relationship with a friends with benefits man, but he didn't want one. And she was here to make him jealous. And I was like, is that like a supposition you had? Is that a thing the producers (laughs) told you? Yeah, Would that be allowed in court? Yeah, exactly. I was like, was this actually in the conversation, or are you just assuming, like, well, she must be on here to make this guy jealous. Why else would she do it? Well, yeah, I have that cut out here because I thought that was really pertinent to our conversation last week in that we said the deal with a friend with benefits is that it's never quite equal. It's always one person really wants a relationship and the other person is waiting for the next... um, for whatever comes next that's better. So here's her saying, admitting, I mean, either either she's admitting that she's the one who wants a relationship and he's just waiting for someone better, or she's saying this so that he doesn't cut her. Okay, so there's a friend of mine who does not want a relationship. He thinks it's cool that I'm taking this risk and he supports me who was like, look, if it doesn't work out, you know, I still want to be friends and and whatever. But I had no interest in resuming that relationship because I knew it wasn't going anywhere. She's lying. Oh, well, is she? She she could be. I mean, she's lying with the last part. But the first part, I'm wondering if she's lying about, which is more important to me. Because, Mm. yes, she's definitely. Well, here's the thing is that she could have been lying or puffing herself up to Sierra, too. Like, oh, he likes me so much. And he can't he can't he her words that we actually saw were he can't 
uh, wait until I come back and we cuddle or something like that, right? Yeah, cuddling was mentioned, which is not a nasty thing. I'd like to just put on the (laughs) And that, well, that he's excited to see her again is how she put it. Yes, not vice versa. Right, there's kind of... We don't know when she's telling the truth because there's reasons to lie in both situations. <laughs> what is true probably is the limo FaceTime thing, right? Like maybe she's saying last chance to have me before I get chosen by the bachelor. <laughs> um, oh, God, Cassidy, I, just, I mean, her gigantic mistake here is obviously you should never tell another contestant on this show yeah, any of this stuff about yourself. Like yeah. this is clearly a horrible idea but then also when clayton first asks her about it the the dancing around she does to not explicitly say a lie but to not actually tell him what's going on made her look so much worse than just being like yeah i did hook up with a guy but it's not it's not a relationship and like that's i'm more interested in a relationship with you or whatever way you're gonna spin it right that like she could have right then done the same sort of thing she did later to be like, but that's not going in a relationship direction. So I don't want to pursue it anymore. I well, want to be here with you. The the waffling she does, yeah, back and forth is kind of would lead me, if I was Clayton, to stop her right there and say, is anyone under the impression they're in a possible relationship with you? <laughs> because he's... <laughs> If you feel like you're not asking the right questions to get the answer, then you have to change the question. And I, I hate that. She's so much better at it than men are, obviously. Yes. But she's still not good because we've seen too much, right? It, she she quantifies mm-hmm. it too much. So we're like, stop. Yeah, you have... the way she does it. And it also reminds me a lot of Michelle did this with some of the men on her season, right? Where it was like, (laughs) basically being like, are you dating someone? And whenever they'd be like, no, and be like, does somebody think they're dating you? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yes, exactly. That is what you should always ask. Because (laughs) then you've kind of got them. They're they're probably always willing to lie. Right, Craig? Right, Craig? (laughs) But... If you have someone kind of stuck in a weird in a weird honesty thing, then you can ask it that way. The other clip I have is also related to what happened last time. Um, there was an Us Weekly article that Caitlin you shared with us, but anyone can look up, um, where she, it was basically just from her from her Instagram saying, "F you, Clayton. This is no different than right. Sally," but. I have to say, she did a lot of pleading to ultimately say F you to him, which seems a little, (laughs) um, you know, sour grapes, which I hate when contestants act like that. Like, no, say, did you actually like him or didn't you? Like, we're still so unclear about her actual emotions, Mm -hmm. which I feel like makes for an annoying contestant because I don't know how she really feels. So here's her. So, like, you know, asking I, how sincere, I, I wonder how sincere this is. Did she just want to stay on the show? I don't see anyone else in the house who, like, glows as soon as they walk away from you. Like, there's no one as excited about you here as I am. I, I just would hate to see someone who really does have that connection with you and actually likes you for, you know, the opinion of a few girls who ultimately will probably be gone in a few weeks because they're not your one. I haven't even packed my stuff. I didn't. 
<laughs> I didn't think I was going home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't oh, television gosh. awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Just Clayton going like, I know, I know, made me laugh for some reason. Like him being like, I'm sympathetic to you not having packed your bags. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, well, can we talk about Clayton's reaction here? Mm-hmm. Or just in general? Because I tweeted uh, something he said. He he called this whole thing, this whole shenanigan, he called it truly unsettling news. Right? Is that what he said? He walks out and he's like, I've heard yeah, some truly unsettling so. news. <laughs> and it's just like, we talked about this last week or two weeks ago on the pod, but it's like, really, how, you know, like, I couldn't help but think this is like he can't take this home to Eureka, Missouri, Missouri. Um, you know, it's too scandalous. So that's why he ends up breaking up with her. Because I don't think any other guy, I don't think it's a, <laughs> well, the way he reacted was just way over the top. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't think it was necessarily over the top in the sense that on the one hand, I don't think it's a huge deal if any of these women were like casually hooking up with some guy before they went on the show. It'd be weird if they weren't. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, that's not really a problem to me. And I do get him being like, well, that's not news. I expected to like be told by somebody else right now. But I feel like for him, it's more like he knows he has to eliminate her, not just because of the friends with benefits thing, but also because all the women hate her and because of the way that she tried to like dance out of it instead of being honest at first. So now he can legitimately say, well, I can't trust you because you didn't, you didn't tell me the truth until you were like cornered, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then she's cut. We don't really see the part where he tells her you have to go, which is interesting. We just see him putting her in the, in the, Limousine. Walking her down the stairs <laughs> and her being like, oh, be careful with the stairs. <laughs> I'm still oh care about gosh. you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so so then, that was, that. her name was... Cassidy. Cassidy. So the, now that promotes, <laughs> that promotes not Elizabeth, but... Shanae. Shanae into being the lead villain. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I think Shanae is going to be here... For a few more weeks, at least. She's yeah. a she's a good villain. And if they don't get a two-on-one out of this, they've made a mistake. <laughs> hey, I predicted a two-on-one a few episodes ago. and They rarely do them anymore. I mean, it has uh-huh. to be... It has to be a, a... Because it's seen as... I guess, sexist. Um, and, and it can only come up in some kind of strange situation where the lead has to choose one because they can't both stay in the house. Like, right. they have to give the lead an ultimatum. Right. So I think that that's where can... we might be headed here, though, yeah. with those um, well, we'll, see. well, Well, Elizabeth I... isn't really engaging, that's the thing. I mean, she kind of is. Well, she okay. kind of is now. She's really moved from, I think the last episode, her stance was basically like, it seemed like she just wanted to get out of it. And, like, not have to engage with Shanae at all. She wanted to, like, just walk away. But then I think after ADHD gate, she's definitely become a little bit more open about how she dislikes Shanae. (laughs) 
Okay. I understand that she picked Elizabeth at we, we talked about it last week that she picked Elizabeth at random, that she's calculated but also kind of delusional and disrespectful. You know, we didn't we're not I'm not excusing any of Shanae's behavior, but I agree with Shanae when she says everyone's fake and you're probably not as happy as you seem when someone else gets a one on one. I agree with that. Right. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I, would I be agree too. <laughs> in a house full of women like that, I would be Shanae. I would be like, shut up. You're not, <laughs> you guys aren't, you don't even know each other. Like, I would be that upset about it. Right. So. I, that part of her villainousness, which they're trying to highlight, was kind of like lost on me. <laughs> like, okay, you, you, I got it. She's a villain, but you don't have to tell me, like, she's right. If she's right and she's a villain, that makes her, that makes her um, more human to me. So mm. <laughs> I have yeah. a hard time. I will say, I was thinking similarly watching this episode that Shanae is obviously not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> like the way she dealt with Elizabeth's ADHD was horrible, but she had a lot of good points in this episode in terms of like, these women are being all super, super fake. She's not wrong about that. And I also think she does have a point about how Elizabeth treats her in this way where like some of the stuff they even showed us and you know, the show doesn't want us to dislike Elizabeth, but like, they show, it's like Elizabeth and, I don't know, maybe it's the pilot or somebody else were talking, and Shanae's sitting on a couch in the same room, and they just go, like, let's go somewhere else, and, like, walk out, <laughs> and they're constantly, like, saying things to her, like, the little uh, end-of-episode funny clip where Sierra's, like, push her down, drag it from her to, like, the other girl who's dragging the dummy with Shanae. I was like, yeah, they all hate her and they're not hiding it. So she's mm-hmm. not wrong about, <laughs> like, obviously you're not, you're not obligated to like everyone, but I would see it as you would know in this situation. And this is what I don't like about watching The Bachelor, honestly. This is why I prefer The Bachelorette, uh. is that... What this show does, and they love to do with the group of women, is they love to just have all the women be catty, as catty as possible. They want them to be like a mean girls gang. They love that. And I don't love watching them. <laughs> it just makes me always think like, well, you're all hypocrites. You're all actually like Shanae at heart, but you're just putting on like a different right. face. Slightly different degrees of Shanae. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you're all faking this. So why are you so upset that she's apparently pretty good at it with Clayton, you know? Well, also, you know, the the cattiness is so 90s. You can't be like that anymore. You have to be like how Shanae says everyone's fake. You have to be that fake. And once you're not that fake, then it turns 180 on you. You are dead in the water. So it's, I mean, that goes to the fakeness, right? If mm-hmm. she was, if everyone was as nice as they pretend to be, they would give her more grace, but they're not. They're just not going to act that way because that's not woman culture right now. We mm-hmm. used to talk a lot about woman culture because I used to kind of have to explain it to Craig and I th- Chris, I mean, I, Chris definitely doesn't know. I feel like Craig, you know, a little bit, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> in a good way, poor Chris, like I think Chris is a naive like in it towards women culture because he was kind of like what um but i think that no i mean that in a good way i think chris like needs 
um, ex co-host Chris is like such a like he did he 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 was learning through what what we were watching on The Bachelor right. because this was so like emblematic of how they're all just catty as as women were 20 years ago. They're just hiding it under a different facade now. Um, and speaking of that and kind of who the, ba- the Bachelor chooses as your villain, I think that that selling Sunset Woman is so fake that <laughs> they're not going to give her... I mean, they give her only good cuts, but she's not very entertaining, so they don't give her a lot of time. And I would not even notice her, except that we had that whole conversation about how she's basically almost on the other reality TV show, Selling Sunset. And this is her during the rose ceremony this week. I think it would be really hard to potentially get my heart broken. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Who, who are we talking about now? Kate. Kate Gallivan. She's like blonde. She's from Lake Hollywood. Oh, right. Okay. You, you threw me with the Selling Sunset, but now I, I remember what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. She works at the Selling Sunset. She's agency. Selling Sunset adjacent. Yeah. Yes. Maybe she'll get on the show after this. Who knows? Okay. Exactly. I think that's the point of her being on. Yeah. She, she could easily be a villain. She's definitely not going to get her heart broken. No one is after week three, first off. <laughs> Secondly, she, I don't think she's on for any legitimate reasons, but she's not going to be made a villain because she's trying to springboard off right. of this show to the other, to her other, to her real show. Right. So it's just very, um, you know, obvious who they're choosing to like and not like. Uh, it was, yeah, we can get, I mean, we have to get back to Sinead for the third date, but I guess we should go back to the first group date, the AA uh, meeting, okay. <laughs> which needed a disclaimer. Right. Yeah. It had the disclaimer. And then you knew not just from the disclaimer, but also because shortly after the disclaimer, Jill, the uh, architectural historian from Rhode Island says that hopefully it's all positive vibes from here on out, which lets right. you know that it will absolutely not be positive right. vibes. Right. It's a MacGuffin. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually a MacGuffin. I don't know what MacGuffin means, but it sounded appropriate. What? A MacGuffin is a, <laughs> is, is a film term, but I don't know what it means. Oh, well, great. Oh, let me um, look it up. Wikipedia mm-hmm. MacGuffin. Oh, you mean it's, like like a purposeful derailment so that you know you're coming back to it? It's an object, device, or event that is necessary to the plot, but insignificant or irrelevant by itself. Right. Okay. It's a purposeful. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, it's like <laughs> foreshadowing, maybe. So AA date with uh, Kate, not our co-host Caitlin, but their co-host Caitlin. Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin Bristow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this was um, it was exactly the same as what they did with Katie's men with Nick yeah, Vial hosting. Nick Vial, that was what immediately came to mind. Yeah. Well, th- that one was a lot rougher. That one was yeah. rougher. And it also, because they the showed us more. I right. Think. The question, I was just going to say the questions were, were like, Caitlin didn't even, it wasn't barely a question. Like, yeah. She said one thing and maybe they shot a lot more than this, but they only showed us the responses to the one prompt she gave, which is the one right. about like, you know, have you, is there something about yourself that you don't like? Yeah. Like my, you know, like you're, you're, you don't have eight pack abs. You only have six pack abs. <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh, yeah. They had to, you know, Clayton has to look sympathetic in some way. So you have to say that he's also been insecure about his body. Even though we all know now that he's like ripped in the ab area that at some point maybe he wasn't. So that's the thing. It's like the movie um, Vanilla Sky. Where, you know, Tom Cruise, who's like the best looking guy, gets his face messed up in a car accident (laughs) caused by his ex-girlfriend. Just thought I'd throw that in there as a MacGuffin. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, if only that had been Clayton's story, or it's like the thing he doesn't like about himself <laughs> that he had Tom Cruise's storyline. Vanilla yeah. Sky happened to him. But the problem with Vanilla Sky is at the end, it's like, oh, we fixed all that. You you can go back to normal now. <laughs> yeah, like, what, the what? movie that that remake is not the, the it was a remake of a, yeah. another movie, so that yeah, yeah. it made it was totally Americanized and like happy ending and all this stuff. And the yeah. real version was much better and made more sense. That one okay. didn't make any sense. Yeah, the happy ending was terrible. Otherwise, you know, I like the aesthetic of the film. I don't like Cameron Crowe. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that date. Uh, well, back to my sitcom point. <laughs> I just find it interesting that some that somebody actually that that happens that like I want I want more to that story because she's telling a story that I'm kind of like well why you know did he have some weird ulterior motive was it for was it an ex girlfriend that looked like that or was it just his quote type or you know there's a lot mm. going on there and it just seemed like it was right it was a little Hunter bit here. half empty yeah it was like a half told story yeah. like yeah. was um, he a serial killer and she needed to match the profile before he could murder her <laughs> yeah there's a i mean Whoa. there's a lot of questions That's dark. <laughs> podcast just took a dark turn everyone <laughs> yeah i mean that story was I felt super bad for her when she was describing it because it sounded horrible. What I rolled my eyes a little bit about what Serene added on to it. And this is only like a half eye roll because if you remember, so Hunter mentions like the ex, basically, you know, he wanted her to fit an exact look and it included right. stuff like telling her she needed to work out and lose weight and like colored contacts for her eyes and dyeing her hair and stuff like that. And she says this, and Serene is crying, and so Caitlin Bristow is like, Serene, that seemed like it really hit you hard. And the sad story that she shares here is that she feels like she identifies with Hunter's story because she's always been too thin and made fun of for that. And I'm like, part of me is like, I get what you're saying. Kids make fun of people for all sorts of ridiculous reasons. They get bullied. But at the same time... It is not the same thing to me because thinness is so prized in our society that like, even if you were made fun of for being too thin when you were in like middle school, the rest of your life, you've been praised for it, you know? So it just felt to me like one of those, you know, they do this all the time in the show where somebody tells like their sob story and their sob story is like, my parents got divorced and then later I got a good stepdad and you're like, what's the problem there? Like, I don't it was kind of one of those where I'm like, yeah, that's sort of sad, but it's really not in the same line as what some of these other women. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, no one, no one compares to Connor's humble brag, sad story. (laughs) So to me, that's the gold standard of manipulative 
doucheness. Yeah. He got too I... into the piano bar lifestyle. Oh no! I was working on my PhD, <laughs> and then I became, you know, a piano bar ma- master. Yeah. And <laughs> dear lord, yeah. I jumped so... out of my PhD to become a piano oh, bar star. Yeah, just a an absolutely wild, like yeah, one of those stories. You're like, you seem sad. So I feel like I should feel sad for you, but the things that you're saying are not like things that make me feel sympathetic towards you. Uh, Connor, the, the take using it in like a my weakness is that I'm a workaholic kind of way is definitely yes a yeah. uh, like no the, the, you know I, I, honestly like the whole thinness thing I've known mostly men who are really, really sensitive about being called thin because they were raised by a generation that you couldn't be thin in, especially if you're a man, and they're very sensitive about it. Mm -hmm. So um, I have seen it kind of work the other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, like, to me, like, it's a, it's, it's a Connor bar. I have to, I have to employ that. Like he's, he's the ultimate in everything. Like he, he is the gaslighter. In terms of like, you know, let me sing my little songs. I don't know if you remember that tweet uh, where it was basically he was just on the show to promote himself, but he acted like he wasn't, which is a very Jed, you know, you you yes. are. Don't stop saying that you're not. It's an extremely and, Jed move to be like, I'm on the show to promote myself, but in order to make it seem like I'm not promoting my music, the songs I sing are about like my feelings. So it's right. valid. Yeah, and and then he defends, he extra, you know, he doubles down on Twitter. So then there's that little bit of, like, question the audience has on whether he's sincere or not, or else he wouldn't double down. But guess what? He's a liar. So it's a little, you know, to me, these AA dates, they need to be that. They need to be there for me to be interested. (laughs) Like, that's all great. You know, you guys all have, everyone's sad. I get it. Beautiful people are very, very sad people. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, okay. Beautiful people have problems too. We know. (laughs) Um, On that note, How I Met Your Father is unwatchable. I got through a whole (laughs) five minutes. It was so bad. It was like, it was late 90s sitcom uh, TGI yeah. you know like talk to the hand Tuesday night uh, well you can tell uh, so immediately bad. like you can tell me at least I uh-huh. some, someone may let me put this into the my goodness uh, someone may <laughs> be able to notice right away whether a sitcom is going to be funny or not because you can tell if the um if they allow for improv, like the, these sitcoms these days, or a lot of them are, it's like, it's so rigid. You can tell like all the plotting of like the cameras and where they got to come in and out. It, everything's so perfectly staged that it, there's no room for improv and the comedy just sucks. And that's when I, when I think of how I met your father, just from the previews, that's the sense I get like, kind of like go back to those sitcoms you're talking about easier. Yeah. <laughs> The whatevers, but the whatevers, you know, like the uh, oh, the the, the Norm Macdonald, Dharma, show, which I kind of like. And Greg. Yeah, Dharma and Greg, all the original Chuck Lorre, <laughs> the stage one. Um, they were mindless for sure, but this should be more aware because now right. we're at a point where sitcoms are supposed to be funny because there's so much competition out yeah. there. 
you know, back then we didn't have any choices on a on a Thursday night. You had to watch freaking Seinfeld or Friends or whatever. I guess Seinfeld's the exception. But I I turned it off when I mean there was a lot there was a lot of places to turn it off at. But I turned it off when Hilary Duff is walking down the street <laughs> and she says, "But really, street photography is my passion." Holy fuck! I could not. I'm like, no, this is it. <laughs> Do not even tell me turning it off. This sucks. Like it's it was. No, this was on what Peacock? Uh, no, it's on Hulu. That's why they keep advertising it. Oh, you think on, they put? It, I guess. I mean, when did they decide if a show is going to go on the main network or the streaming? Because you think a much? show that follows How I Met Your Mother would be on the main network TV? You know, maybe they thought yeah, it was bad. They've tried to make this show a few times, so I think it's uh, just gotten pushed down. You never know. Like, I don't think it. I don't think it's any less prestigious on a streaming. I think okay. just, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like testing waters, but uh, you know, testing the water on what it feels like. But I dare anyone to get farther than that. I, if you get farther than Hillary Duff <laughs> saying that, that bugs me on an intrinsic, you know, uh, th- there's something about people that say that that really get to me because it's like, uh, you know, oh, you're looking at monkeys in a zoo. Oh, your concrete jungle, you know, like I like street art, street <laughs> photography, excuse me. Um, the, <laughs> so get farther than that and then we'll okay. see. Oh, my God. The and challenge then is on, Caitlin. Yeah. And then there's a there, there's her girlfriend who just got back from Fashion Week, a Brahma um, model. I mean, this is straight ripped from a sick from a 90s sitcom. Hmm. You know, they bring home a hot dude or a hot woman from another country and you don't know. They don't speak the language very well, and it's a really, it's like a meat cute, and it, uh, anyways, try to get farther than that. Back okay. to, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> day two. Well, that, uh, that, is, that is speech on a podcast about The Bachelor that is relevant because she was on The Bachelor. Hillary Duff. Yeah, yeah, th- that's why I bring it up, because we did bring it up yeah. last time. Yeah. That this show is coming out, and that's why she's on it, and it's yeah. a Hulu tie-in. Hey, we shouldn't um, feel ashamed of our How I Met you fa- Your Father talk. Oh, I'm not. I'm just trying to just make it make sense. You know, this mm-hmm. is out of time. It's out of place. It has no, it's not as clever as the, the original, as Caitlin said, is like not good. Right. But it had its, when it was out, it was actually like a good sick. It was a next wave sitcom. It's like, oh, sitcoms could survive if they keep going in this progression. This right. is a regression. Right. So I'm um, <laughs> very interesting. Okay. Sarah's one on one. Craig, can I set this up? Because uh, yeah, this is important. Okay. So Sarah got the one on one. They're at Graham Park, which, right. if I could explain, is a three block long park with crosswalks in the middle uh the bottom rung is a park with a playground and a bathroom uh you know like an open space the second one is kind of flags and like steps like it doesn't have much open space and the third one the top of the park is a stage uh an open park area Right, a water feet. I'm, I'm getting up there. Uh, running, and it has a running space all the way around the three blocks. 
um, a water feature where your kids can play and there's a Starbucks and there's government offices um, that aren't connected, that aren't connected to the park, but are going into the park. And then there's three levels and then you're outside the park. So the reason I say that is because they kept repeating that they are running in their underwear through downtown LA. And that is not true. They right. stayed in the top two blocks of the park the whole time. Right. And I, we've, I've been there when they've been filming and I've been there when I haven't been allowed to go in when they're filming and they will close off the park. And the only people yeah. who have the park accessible to them are the government workers. So these aren't, <laughs> no one really saw them. I say this to say that as embarrassed as they were, no one really saw them run around in their undies right. <laughs> and all the cops around was for filming. <laughs> so, right. so I, they, they kept referring to, it, and I get that it's like a bonding activity, but don't, you know, it's kind of a lie. Right. right. You know, EZR should know you used to live right. Like within walking distance of grand park. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. I mean, I guess I don't yeah. anymore, but yeah, I used to, I used to go to that park all the time, way more than now, but I still go. Mm-hmm. And that's the site of the infamous Colton ignoring us incident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was on the second tier, like or it was on the third tier. Yeah, if, if we're gonna go by what I just said, it's on the third tier oh, okay. where the stage was, where they broke the pinata, kind of like around that area. Oh, was it during the state? No, no, no. This was years ago that this happened, what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Colton did a public appearance and oh, he showed up. Oh, I think Clayton. <laughs> no, oh, no, sorry. no. <laughs> Colton. Col- the, other, the other, let's not pronounce the T, Colton. Colton. Um, anyways, uh, it was, I mean, it's as, it's as unimaginative and uninspired as Becca is. So I do feel like she had a hand in this. Like, this is not... <laughs> I don't, I can see her being like, this is so fun. And it's like, it's not really that fun. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you did. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Caitlin. It was an odd date for a lot of reasons, including, you know, when they start out and it's like, you're going to be doing scavenger hunt in your underwear. And like, Sarah's like, what if I'm not wearing any? And it's like, <laughs> obviously they're not going to make you run nude on camera (laughs) like they aren't gonna do that in this park and they also clearly gave them matching underwear because the little like the bra top she's wearing you would have seen on her dress because her dress had like spaghetti straps and this is sort of like a thick strap so it's like they clearly gave them different underwear specifically so it would be like coverage and they probably had they probably had trailers so they could change yeah not that and also, I in the kind of dress that she was wearing, that's kind of a summer, you know, what are they called? Like a um, sundress? sundress? Yeah, sundress. She probably was wearing a thong. I and I she doubt. She must have been wearing something under there because with a tiny little dress, you usually don't go commando on like a date oh, on The no. Bachelor. I, I didn't think she would go commando, but I thought she was wearing something way more <laughs> revealing than what she came out with. Like, built, yeah, like jogging clothes. Like a thong so like, or yeah. much so, smaller underwear than the kind she had on. Right. So I was like, no, like you did not. Well, you were not wearing that. It, everything was just kind of like, it's fine. You know, 
go on the simulator roller coaster instead of a real roller coaster. That's fine, but tell us it's a simulated roller coaster. Yeah, that's kind of why I was weird. so meh. And then yeah, they, like the underwear and then the the dancing that they did in the pinata section was a little painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> on days like this, on days like this, you can always go to the government building and you know if you're dressed like a government worker they'll just let you right through <laughs> and then go out the other side if you really want to see I, I know i've watched like them film tons of commercials there tons right. of things yeah you always see in the background of car ads car ads rap videos um i was there when they kept filming this day i worked i used to work right there too when they kept filming this uh restaurant commercial and then i saw the commercial I'm like hey it looks nothing like that um what was I mentioning? Oh, well, and then they went to um, the this. So, Caitlin, there's a really famous record store that started off in the Bay Area of California and called Amoeba Records. And then they oh, moved. Oh, yeah, I've heard they, of it. Yeah, they've, they, have, they, they have one here in Los Angeles, too. And that immersive Van Gogh exhibit, which isn't much of an exhibit. It's kind of like a just a selfie opportunity. Right. Um, For it's 50 not bucks. An, it's right. It's really expensive. It's not an art exhibit. It's a really strange tie-in. It's yeah, it's basically <laughs> just a just a selfie opportunity. Um, because there's actually a really good exhibit that's very immersive that's at an actual art gallery. And I don't know why they wouldn't go there at the MoCA right now. Really good. Well, you know what um, they did? Um, this immersive Van Gogh exhibit is the exact same thing that they did in an episode of season one of Emily in Paris. Uh, they oh. also went to an immersive Van Gogh experience. That's oh, my, good that's crossover knowledge right there. <laughs> Well, the this immersive Van Gogh exhibit is at this place that Amoeba used to be in, mm. got kicked out of. In downtown? No, in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't realize right. the Amoeba. Why did the Amoeba shut down? Um, it's supposedly going to get turned into apartments. Right. It, it's not shut down. It moved up the oh, street. I see. I see. Uh, but it's just interesting that they that they would show this it's obviously marketing you know so they could get people there although people go and it seems ridiculous mm-hmm. um but i really thought the uh the stage um designer like it wasn't very well designed they could have made those lights blend more they could have made it a more beautiful table and i felt like it was real last minute mm. uh it wasn't as beautiful <laughs> as it should be to match with the background um, anyway, I don't think it films well either. I think it's for Instagram. It's for pictures. It's not quite for uh, like right. lighting. Anyway, that's all I really have to say about the day. It's just that I wanted to clear up what I felt were like a little bit off things to say on their part. Only a podcast that comes at you from Los Angeles and Maryland can have that kind of a deep take insider knowledge. Okay, great. I can't wait until they just do so many dates in Maryland and I get to really <laughs> break out my knowledge. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is decent. They, they kept saying that they're going in their underwear through a major metropolis downtown. And they that wasn't true. That wasn't even true on film. You know, right. that wasn't even like halfway true. But I guess if you're watching it, you're like, what stage are they on? What, yeah. Where is that with the microphones? It's like, no, it's all well, the same little, like, like block, basically. Well, people don't even realize L.A. has a downtown 
a lot of times. So it's like the LA's downtown is a downtown for everyone because like that's just, it's not situ- <laughs> it's not situated in a single place. It's a downtown for everyone. <laughs> I'm confused by what you mean by it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good stand-in for other downtowns. Oh well, that's like everything, you know, Griffith Park. There's a Mm-hmm. Is every is a jungle when you see it? I'm like, hey, that's Griffith right. Park, and you telling me that's the 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 South American jungle? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Um, this well, local for park. Everyone reminds me of the small town I used to live in in North Carolina. Uh, it was like people would sometimes refer to the downtown portion and be like, oh, we're going downtown. I'm like, there is no downtown. This town has ten thousand people that live in it and like three stoplights total. The stoplights oh, are where downtown is. That's where the like, downtown is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like it had the best, it always cracked up the like the town logo, which was on our garbage cans and like also on the signs around town was like name of town. And then underneath that, it said like college town, lake town, our town. And our town was like a thing that people would say our town was the name of the local movie theater, our town cinemas. Mm. And like people just like mm, our town. That's that's what we call this. <laughs> it's an R town for everyone. Isn't there a book called R town? Yeah, there's a play, I think. Yeah, maybe that's one. Called R town, I think it is. Yeah, that's another one I had to read in high school. I think. Mm. <laughs> um, anything you guys want to say about Sarah's like actual date or her explaining her life? I have she one was thing. adopted. Adopted. Right? Yes. So this is related to that, but it's not actually about her story. Which again, maybe there's even more stuff. I did fast forward through some of this one, but I did catch this section where she talks about being adopted by a white family and like her parents are great and everything, but she holds this sort of, you know, rejection feeling close to her heart because her birth parents gave her up for adoption, which is like totally understandable and normal. I thought Clayton's reaction Mm. in terms of the phrasing was a little weird because what he basically says is I would never want to make you feel like that. And I was like, you'd never want to make her feel like she'd been put up for adoption again. Like that's (laughs) huh? Like, I don't know if you can in a romantic relationship have that exact same feeling. Yeah. All of his reactions are really weird. Sorry to interrupt, but I was just reading a, a recap of the bachelor on variety this afternoon. And it talked about this specific part. It was like, the, the author was like, all I wanted was more information. I, all I wanted was for Clayton to ask a single follow-up question about the, her being adopted and her feelings about that. But instead, he just says, oh, wow, okay. Well, I won't make you feel like that. And thanks for sharing. And I'll know more about you. <laughs> yeah, it was just an odd reaction to me. And both, yeah, he didn't ask anything. And then also, the, I won't make you feel like that <laughs> was just a weird, yeah, I don't know. It would be like if somebody says, like, the most devastating thing that's happened to them is they were rejected from their dream college. And you said, well, I won't make you feel like that. And it's like, how would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, EZR. Oh, nothing. I just, okay. like, I have no thoughts. I think it's a, I, I think it's a weird situation. And I know that's her sob story. But, like, huh? Okay, okay. let's do uh, shrimp and then fashion and then get out of here. Well, no, there's another whole other date. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, there's not that much on that date that's not fashion-related to my mind. I kind of agree with you there, but I do want to talk about the Baywatch date. Well, let's talk about shrimps first, because that comes chronologically before. I have no idea. (laughs) Go ahead. So this happens, I guess, during Sarah's date, because they intercut the shrimp footage with Sarah's Mm one-on-one. But Elizabeth decides to make some shrimp for the women at the house. Which I guess is all of the women except for Sarah at that point. Um, and makes approximately 15 shrimp. Which is obviously that's, not enough for 17 women. That's what I was saying too. I'm like, okay, she didn't make enough and Sinead grabbed too much. Yes, that, exactly. That's, that's a drama. weird setup. That's the drama. As Elizabeth makes shrimp, she did not make enough for the amount of people who were in the house. And Sinead, they put a shrimp counter on the screen. Right. So I, I know for sure that according to the shrimp counter, Sinead grabbed eight shrimp and ate them. And now the shrimp are gone, which sure, I guess. But then it's sort of negated for me, even in the like, well, that was a little greedy of Sinead. Is Then she makes shrimp for everyone again and offers it to people. So like, I don't feel like it's actually bad that she ate a bunch. Well, I mean, it is kind of selfish when someone brings pizza and you grab two slices because you know yes. what it'll be. It's so, like rude to do. Yeah, it's rude. Um, and not to mention that she said she doesn't like her. She's rude. Shanae said she doesn't like Elizabeth. Shanae is rude to Elizabeth and then just takes a plate <laughs> and helps herself. <laughs> so, I don't like her, but I do love her shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But no one ever said anything to her. No one said, hey, no. you know, that's pretty greedy. We're trying to share here. Don't you hate her? Why are you taking her food? You know, it was weird so, that like they sort of said things in vague confessionals and stuff to be like, "Hmm, shrimp's gone. Not enough shrimp, huh?" Like, yeah. <laughs> isn't that the problem of the house and whoever like supplies yeah, the food? It's an interesting, but then you know this is going to come back because the previews for next week oh. show that there's another instance where Shanae makes shrimp mm. and. Eats shrimp and people How comment about it. Apparently, are these people eating seafood? That's, I never that's eat. I, <laughs> that's what I forgot to do. I forgot to watch the previews for next week. Oh, oh yeah, there's something she's like. Maybe it's grilling a shrimp. It kind of looked like to me, but she's grilling them, and I think Clayton's there for it too. And then somebody, maybe it's Genevieve, who apparently is going to get in a fight with Shanae next week, says something about like you know. Don't tell me. Not enough shrimp in the ocean for Shanae or something like that. It's like, oh, okay, Shanae's new thing is she's a villain because she eats a lot of shrimp. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a reach. I can't right. even, I mean, maybe it'll come out better, but I'm kind of like, okay, like making something out of nothing. Except it is, it is like symbolic of who she is, but it's also kind of like have her cook yeah. her own food. <laughs> it's not, it reminds me of, um, you know, MTV's The Challenge a show I love and have watched you. every single season. <laughs> I only of, know it through you. Uh, this most recent season, there was like big drama in the house because they came home from their like latest, you know, physical challenge thing. And everyone's making like frozen pizzas because they're all really hungry. And then somebody eats another contestant's pizza um. and they get in this gigantic fight and somebody <laughs> ends up getting kicked off the show because in the middle of the fight, uh, he punches somebody over the pizza. Yeah, that's some good old classic. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they like on the reunion show at the end of the season, they talk about like who actually ate the pizza and it was not the people being accused of it. But I was just like, so funny to me that this is a gigantic plot point in this show 
because somebody ended up like you know if you punch somebody on the show you always have to leave you know so it's like somebody had to leave who was somebody who'd be considered like a front runner to win the season potentially because he ridiculously punched somebody he was actually friends with over the pizza argument (laughs) thing reminds me of that where it's just like there's more pizzas like everyone could have a pizza if they just make more pizzas there's clearly more shrimp here yeah just just make more shrimp right who makes who not just who eats seafood all the time but who make who eats seafood that somebody else has made (laughs) that seems risky you know what i mean well, yeah. every time you go to a restaurant, you're eating seafood somebody else made, right? Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, how do you make shrimp? I, the only shrimp okay, I've made... Okay, Craig doesn't know out, how to cook. That's different. I take, no, no, no. I take the shrimp out of the frozen bag, and I put it in w- warm water, and then they stop what? being frozen. No, she's and obviously that's... frying them in yeah, a pan you gotta... with seasoning and, like, coating, Craig. It looked but like there was butter in the These people don't pan. eat fried food. Well, they... It's like sautéing, grilling, not exactly fried, because there's no coating on the shrimp. It didn't look oh, like. I thought there was. I couldn't tell. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm not super interested in, in it either. No, I'm, I'm actually a pretty accomplished food pers- maker myself. Oh, that's why you know the term for it. What, chef? <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm an a accomplished chef. food maker. Well, I didn't want to say chef because I didn't want to, like, I'm not an accomplished <laughs> chef. I'm what about co- cook? Yeah, I was thinking I've of the cooked record. things that have turned out pretty well. Food maker. So, I like food, yeah, I'm a good food maker. I'm a really good food processor. <laughs> you cut up food with your stomach? Yes, um, I, I've cooked and I can't. I, I believe myself to be a pretty decent cook. How about mm, that? Okay. okay I just Eric. never made shrimp. I've only well, taken shrimp out of the frozen bag and put it in the to defrost. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, the Baywatch date. Yeah, what what do you got to say about that? Of, well, the speaking of Hulu, I the have Pam the entire, and I have Tommy, the entire. <laughs> the Pamela Sorry. Anderson and Tommy Lee movie is coming out, and I have right. not been so excited for something like this since like I don't know a few months ago. What <laughs> streaming service have, is it? It's on Hulu. Um, Man, I have Hulu's two, got everything. Yeah, except crappy stuff. Hulu has everything. Stuff. And we're looking for a sponsor. <laughs> this again. podcast brought to you by Hulu. <laughs> it used to be. It used to unofficially oh, be brought to us by Hulu. That's probably why they had a Baywatch date. <laughs> I, I could mean, see it, but if that was the reason, I feel like they should have. It makes sense. Yeah. They should have maybe pushed something a little bit further just because well, they mentioned it's like Nicole Eggert from Baywatch. Well, I don't think nothing they else. can. Because I'm sure Pamela Anderson does not want to have anything to do with uh, this movie nope. coming out that's like scandalous looking. I mean, she does not, I don't know how she feels about it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she doesn't like it. Uh, yeah, I don't um, think she's a fan I've, of this I've, happening. I've had a few friends text me over this because I don't know, they must know me so well that I am so excited <laughs> for this movie. Um, but uh, I don't know. No, that that's kind of what I wanted to mention. I thought it was important, but I do want to jump to the most important part here, which is the Shanae uh, back to being a, you know, I mean, what a sociopath? Like I like her. Here's her starting to cry, and then quickly jumps to not crying. 
it's hard because like I don't like sometimes want to be here because like, the violins. The violins are turning cryptic. Especially like, today, I see the connection. I don't want someone to be um, a liar and a bully and toxic to ruin my chances with like what we have. So like I want to be open and honest. So. I do appreciate you letting me know that. But I don't want it to take away from us. Like I know. So like, let's move on. But I just wanted to be honest with you. But like, it sucks. I love her. Her immediately. Oh, okay. Mood change. I'll do it. Done. Like getting. I'm yeah. there. You know. And then she they just make out. And then they immediately make yeah, out with make each out. other. Clayton because puts the moves on her, not vice versa. He makes the move first. Right. But I mean, if she was truly upset. She, he she could have given him the like no i'm really upset i can't but yes. obviously she's not because then right afterwards she says <laughs> oh my god you believe me i have him trust me i know i have him i was good like i was good holy <laughs> that was good and i didn't mean to cry but i cried <laughs> like i've never felt so confident and happier interspersing the cryptic <laughs> violins with a little bit of the like villainy goofy music that is the manipulation we're always looking for on the map bachelor um i just have yeah. one comment on this because we've talked about how yes even though shanae is something is definitely wrong with her and she's pl trying to be the villain or she doesn't know she's trying to be the villain and elizabeth is pretty much innocent uh i think this is a way women feel a lot of the time and there's probably a good chunk of women out there listening to her say i got him yep i know when i got him and they're judging her when i think all women have said that to themselves mm. at one point mm. <laughs> saying yeah oh yep like he's mine i can tell <laughs> that's totally fine to say men say it to themselves too i'm sure yeah, where they're like, oh, she's into me. I know it. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that in and of itself is the problem. I do feel like also a lot of what makes me not hate Shanae as much as like Bachelor Nation as a whole very much does is that because I feel like a lot of the other women are doing very, very, very similar manipulations, but they are just not saying to the like, to the camera interviews afterwards like i got him i did great there you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's kind of what the pilot did she said it doesn't look like you're really paying attention to me and like people look like they're having such a good connection and i don't and then he's like let's change that and then they make out <laughs> And so, and like is that really that much different like look 100% I do not like Shanae. I do think she's a villain. I would not like her in real life. But is she doing things like, are, do we hate her because she's a projection of ourselves? Like the worst parts of ourselves. <laughs> I think so. Aren't they all though? No, they're not all. Not I don't always, think, no. I don't think so. I think Shanae is... She says things that are, are unintentional. Like, I don't think she's a mastermind. Like, I think she's unintentionally true. Yeah. Uh, because a I real mastermind like would never say in the camera interviews the stuff that she says. Yeah. They yeah. would know you can't give the producers that footage because it's going to be in the show. You well, know? 
no matter what kind of a master, it's really, I mean, the mastermind that comes to mind always is uh, Kaylin Mills Keys. You know, she's a, she had the fortitude to be an evil sociopath mastermind on the show, the fortitude to push through and pretend the entire way. Um, it's really hard to do that. I think mm-hmm. it does take like a, a legit psycho. Um, but yeah, the I think what we're seeing here is a lot of ref- like we're staring into the reflection of ourselves and into the cringe and we're mad at ourselves for being for like secretly being like that. And I think that might be what the women are feeling too. They're like, whew, good thing it's her and not me. Mm-hmm. Because the producers obviously picked her as the villain and are egging oh, yeah. her on too. They absolutely did. And I wonder if also like a good chunk of how much the other women really don't like her, I think has to do with the fact that she's being successful with Clayton with these moves, right? That like they know that she's manipulating him and she knows she's manipulating him, but it is absolutely working, especially because so before it was like Clayton goes in for the kiss with her. She doesn't like leap into his mouth. He does. He does it. I think he legitimately likes her more than a lot of the other women there. Like, you know, those conversations he has with Elizabeth, he doesn't make out with Elizabeth when they've like discussed these things. Yeah. But the, 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 pro- the, the issue kind of here is that she's not, the crying isn't really getting her anywhere. She thinks it kind of is, but she's so deluded and not okay that she thinks that her, she's manipulating. She's not. Clayton actually, Clayton, yeah, Clayton actually <laughs> likes her, is attracted to her, and that's despite the drama. Not, not, it's not bonding them. The yeah, way she thinks it is. Like she thinks she's playing people. I think that's uh, right. I think he would have wanted to make out with her regardless of what she had told him because he thinks she's hot and attractive. Yeah. Not because he's like, oh, I feel so bad for her that she's being bullied in the house. I'll fix it with a makeout session. Like, he's mm. just like, thank you for telling me that. Let's just make out now. Yeah, yeah. So in that way, she's being used by producers. She thinks she's somehow in charge of this. It has nothing to do with her. She's not a brilliant person at all. Um, but she accidentally stumbles on, I mean, she's very, she stumbles on these truths that, you know, the, the void is staring back at us. And I feel it's kind of a a revelation to a lot of the women watchers. It's kind of things that are true and people still judge her for them. So I'm very like, well, you know, maybe we should keep an eye on her as whether she's going to, um, play this all off in the end as, Either I was totally wrong and I can't believe I came off that way or you all know what you who you really are. And like, you know, she's going to double down. I I hope she doubles down, because if you watch it back, what she's doing right now, she's right a lot of the time. Um, But she doesn't know she's right. So it's kind of a it's like I don't feel for her and I don't like interesting (laughs) situation. And I don't know if either of you saw, but I just saw like right before we got on the podcast Clayton tweeted about this uh, and basically said like wow what I'm seeing now as I watch is so different than how I perceived it at the time no way (laughs) (laughs) he's no mastermind (laughs) no so I'm like yeah Clayton because all you perceived it was like she's hot 
okay. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, most of the male leads are like have no concept of how women work at all. Like, don't know anything <laughs> about women world. That's are, not untrue. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all of them <laughs> at all times. And, and even when something like this is presented to them, you know, in their face, the, the TV, they're kind of like, Oh, like they, he tweeted that today instead of last night, you know, maybe it was last night and I just saw it today. I have to double check, but I think it was, yeah, he was watching this episode and was like, I've just realized some things. (laughs) You were making fun of me. Yeah. I'm sure he had like a few hours to process it still. It's like happened months ago, was told to him. And then he had to watch it on TV until he finally was like, Hey, (laughs) Yeah, you um, have to assume at some point, like, Shanae's not the person who wins. So at some point, something yeah. is revealed to Clayton that is, you know, makes him send her home or not give her a rose or whatever else. So presumably he knows something about what went on here. He just wasn't aware of, <laughs> which again also makes me feel bad for some of these leads and that like you know like the producers and stuff like they've known this the whole time they've known that she was always like this and they didn't even seem to give him a full heads up after everything was completely over you know mm-hmm. we'll see um okay <laughs> and I, I have some fashion stuff because it Ooh, special oh, yeah. fashion roundup <laughs> EZR's included. This is the fashion. Sorry, Craig. Sorry. Craig and Caitlin and EZR. No one's giving me a new, a new singing clip for that, Caitlin. I know. Um, I'm sorry. I just, it's going to be really hard for me to do the falsetto like Craig to begin with. <laughs> oh, no. No, just just do a different song. Um, <laughs> hey, well, give... okay. Go ahead. Oh, what are you going to say about the the little clips we had what are you gonna say no, no nothing go ahead oh ah, the really only had, thing i truly had nothing oh okay caitlin uh i hate this look craig you as a man you could you could possibly wear this and i would really <sighs> hate you for it forever uh hoodie underneath a sports coat <laughs> right gross like the worst yep. Absolutely wrote that down on my list Yuck. of fashion things to discuss. What he was wearing, and this is in the evening portion of the first group date. Um, he is wearing, it's like a gray, it kind of looks like maybe it's made out of cashmere or something soft. Like oh, not sweatshirt hoodie. Fancy. But like it's like it a fancier. sweatshirt hoodie. Yucky. I think it's not sweatshirt material. It's like something fancier than that. Mm. But it is, it is a gray hoodie, but a very fancy gray hoodie with a dark navy blazer on top and of not that. Even- good colors he's to have a dark hoodie so i don't get as grossed out by knowing it's this look it's this like douche look and then he wears a different hoodie later on that's like the exact same style but it's in a light pink on the date with sarah but no blazer on top that time just the hoodie i i for summer i wore a hoodie underneath a jean jacket that's fine that's not the same at all that's not the same level this is like this is, this is, uh, I don't know, ah, it's like, you know, dress shoes with no socks. It's sneakers and, and a tie. <laughs> ah, just something just wrong. Just not good. Yeah. There's right, something what's the about it. Like, is it like a, like a cool new CEO look? Like, I mean, 
what's the what's the connotation like on like this bothering Silicon me? Valley guy thing? It, I think it is, also. but it isn't. Yeah. I think Silicon Valley is even hey. more like dressed down. I hate Silicon. Valley. I think Valley. they've moved beyond that. But it's it good old it. Eureka, Missouri. That's how they dress there. I don't think so. This is. I don't a think look. it is either. Yeah. yeah. I think this is legitimately, and he has a lot of bad outfits in this episode. (laughs) I have a lot of notes about what Clayton wore. And my theory here is that wardrobe is really having a tough time dressing him because he's got, he's He's super tall and he's got like, he's very thick. He's very muscly. He's got a body that's really hard to dress for them, I think. So they're just like putting him in some weird stuff. You know, mm-hmm. to yeah. kind of be like, this fits on his body. And they don't know, like, what to highlight and what not to highlight. So they've got some weird. Yeah, it just seems like they're very confused about what might look good on Clayton. It, he's, yeah, he's hu- he's humongous, right? He's tall and he's wide and he's thick. Yeah. And then they have to dress that in a way that doesn't make him look as intimidating, maybe. Um, so this douche look is really like makes me grossed out. So I this guess that's not moves, intimidating. I guess for how they make him look less intimidating. But I thought about this too on the Sarah date when they run around in the underwear, where I was like, you know, honestly, if I'm one of these tiny little women, I would be intimidated about hooking up with Clayton because he's just yeah. such a massive person. You know? Yeah, she is tiny, tiny. Yeah, it's it's like when you see Shaq with anybody, you're like, don't yeah. take that guy. You you're will, like, like, he's gonna break your body. Like, yeah. you're, you're gonna be in the hospital after this. Oh like, he's not, you're not a match for him. So yeah, I think it's that's not quite about sex, but it is about sex. Like, yeah, it's like, it really is. Like, and, yeah, it's also like I don't know. What if he tripped and he fell on you and you? <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're like, well, now my arm's broken because. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he would crush you. Well, th- there is that Olympian on the show and Mm -hmm. she has muscles i mean she doesn't have humongous muscles but at least when you do underwear stuff like compare them i'm sure she's tall lish you know not as tall as him but maybe a better that would make us less scared at home for everybody (laughs) talk about not asking follow-up questions you know we never got clayton asking in what discipline she was in the olympics oh yeah she was like, I was an Olympian. He was like, oh, I love that for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so saying, like, oh, cool, in what? Yeah, but maybe that's purposeful because they keep her, her Chiron yeah. keeps saying Olympian. Like, what do they want to tell us? Right. right. Um, Why can't we find out yeah. more about She's her? She's a runner, I know. And she competed for Haiti, I believe. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why uh, they're not giving us more info. But yeah, stuff like that is... So I thought about this with like that outfit for sure. What Clayton wore in the daytime portion of that first group date where it was like a berry colored, very tight shirt and dark skinny jeans. I think that they are trying to go for some really tight shirts sometimes, like skin tight to be like, well, he's got muscles. So I guess we should highlight the muscles. But again, yeah, yeah, his, his body shape is hard to dress because it is such like a it's really, really, really football player more, I think, than we've ever seen in, in like, a man on this show. Stage managers, art direction, and wardrobe are... Hor- and then last last uh, season, sound. These are mm-hmm. all amateurs. These all people are in a union? Get them out of the union. Like, right now, they're, they're drink- dragging us all down. <laughs> I, I am... It's, like, it's amateur hour here. They should know how to dress everybody. That's the point. That's your job. (sighs) 
So you know what's extra funny to me is on the group date evening portion where he's wearing the hoodie and the blazer look. Mm-hmm. When he talks to Eliza, who gets the group date rose, uh-huh. her thing is she brings him over to a mirror and they look at themselves in the mirror standing yeah. side by side. And she's like, we look great together. And he goes, yeah, a great fashionable couple. And I was like, oh, Clayton, no. (laughs) She looks great and fashionable. You're just wearing a hoodie and a blazer, so. Yeah. But yeah, she was wearing a hoodie. But she's tall. I think she is pretty tall, but anyone is, like, dwarfed by him because he is so, so, so tall. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole thing's interesting, but... Trying to think of what else. Oh, yeah, on his date with Sarah, he wore a light pink hoodie. Of, it looked like the exact same model as the gray one and a pair of pink shorts and white sneakers. So that then when they change into their matching underwear, they're both wearing like black underwear and white sneakers so they can be totally matching as they run around together. Maybe they discovered that that was less intimidating. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, not put him in the underwear. Nobody will be yeah. scared of him then. Yeah, yeah. we well, can't dress him. Don't dress him. <laughs> He's just like in underwear on every date from here on. <laughs> That's funny. Anything? Oh, on um, Baywatch date. Oh, yeah. They all wear the red lifeguard esque bathing suits, but not actually. They don't have like the lifeguard symbol on them or anything. Which, speaking of lifeguard, before I get into the fashion on this, uh, Nicole Eggert from Baywatch is the guest host, right? And she says, being a lifeguard is a lot like being in a relationship. Yeah. Um, like, you weren't really a lifeguard, Miss. It's like, Miss you weren't really a actress. lifeguard. And also, I was a lifeguard. It's nothing at all like dating. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what? No, your, your whole thing is like being trained in CPR and like telling kids to stay off ropes and you might have to save somebody's life. That's not really what dating has been like for me at any point. <laughs> definitely telling kids to stay off ropes <laughs> um it is yeah, I, I was a lifeguard for one summer and it I, I didn't like it but yeah you're basically get off the rope yep. stand in line don't run all the time telling kids to be like stay off the rope blow a whistle again stay off the rope yeah you can't go on the other side of the rope this is a roped in swimming area <laughs> oh you were at a lake oh yeah i was a lake lifeguard for wow, a couple hardcore. of seasons which I liked for the most part. It's also the only time in my life. Well, no, there was one other time that I got like a tan. Uh, and I had like a shorts line tan from wearing my, my little shorts on top of the lifeguard bathing suit. <laughs> uh, it was a fun job, but I did. Actually, I wasn't a rescue once. I had to do a thing where you rescued somebody from drowning. And it was like <laughs> I was wearing at the time like my lifeguard bathing suit, my little shorts. And then on top of it, I was wearing like the baggy white lifeguard t-shirt and this paddle boat in the lake flipped over and two people went in and one wasn't wearing a life jacket, which is against the rules. So basically like eight lifeguards come running and I like did not take off my shirt or shorts. Cause I was so like panicked about this. I jumped in with <laughs> them all on. And then like, we all had to help this man and in New York State, which is where I was a lifeguard, if you participate in a rescue, you get a 25 cent an hour raise. Whoa. For that. Uh, and you also get access to free therapy, which is Whoa. actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> I never got wow. no raise. <laughs> yeah, no. 
my I, I was getting paid like five what the absolute minimum anyone has ever gotten paid for anything was what uh, i got paid it was pretty good pay like, for me i think it was 15 uh, an hour when i was whoa. working there yeah whoa that is that's high that's high right now <laughs> yeah that was like oh let me see how many years ago 15 years ago <laughs> Oh, should have so, held on to that job. Good money. Uh, yeah, I probably should have. I'd probably be better off right now. <laughs> but so they're all wearing the red bathing suits. I don't know if you noticed, but they did the thing again where they like basically MS paint larger bottoms on their butts some of the time. Right. So they did that a few times. But for some reason, they also occasionally put black bars on some of their butts instead of painting over them. Right. And they gave them the bathing suits. So I'm like, why don't you just give them larger bottomed bathing suits? (laughs) It's not like when they pick their own and, you know, you don't have as much of a say, I guess. But they literally gave them lifeguard bathing suits. They could have saved time and money by just giving them slightly larger bottoms on them. That's how they like it in uh, Eureka, Missouri. They want to know that there's nudity, but they don't actually want to see it. Yes, they want well, the nudity to be see it. They just want to pretend like they don't want to see it. Right. Um, wait, <laughs> I had a so I know Baywatch is supposed to be sexual. Um, <laughs> I d- I never really understood it as that. I just right. didn't. And then when I saw them in their bathing suits, I was very thrown off. Like, is this supposed to be sexual? Craig, did any? I, did they all look good, or am I just like not? Am I just yeah. an old lady? No, I, I think I, I kind of agree with you. What? <laughs> that they, what? That they just weren't sexual? Right. Of... It, okay. Yeah. It's just kind of like, eh. It's sporty, which is fine. Right. Exactly. That's how I felt about it, too. I didn't feel yeah. like... supposed. To, I felt like it was supposed to get his blood pumping and something. And I was, as I was watching it, I was kind of like, these are girls and women you know these are women and we're supposed to just be cheering them on from a contestant point of view not as like whoa that girl is hot like i didn't feel that way yeah and it's also like lifeguard bathing suits in general are like they're fairly modest and sporty by the nature of like you don't want a boob or a a butt cheek to pop out as you're trying to like save somebody (laughs) and so the baywatch ones on the show were definitely lower cut than the ones that they did here and like much more like cleavagey so they gave them yeah they weren't it wouldn't be something where i'd be like whoa a bunch of hotties and then fundamentally when you add in their challenges of being like pretend to do cpr on this dummy do a fake slow-mo run like those aren't sexy really you know they're well, goofy I, I thought they were supposed to be and that's kind of where i i started thinking like am i supposed to be thinking if if i was a man that this is hot. Like, well, that was the, that's the, that's what Baywatch was all about. Is like, for a lot of the world, Baywatch was the only type of, you know, access to the female form that I guess men would get. And so it was super popular, but I, you know, I always watched it and it was like, eh, I, I kind of watched it for the story. Just like people watch, read Playboy for the. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure, okay. No, I could. It was always on but before Star But they were Trek, very so attractive people, like all of them. So yeah, I if you if if I was to watch Baywatch and I was like, okay, d- is this sexy? I could probably say yes, but this I, didn't uh, feel like that. I think I mean, it I would be sexier than this. Hmm? I, I've watched again, a lot of. Go ahead. Oh, I said I think actual Baywatch is sexier than this date. Right, right. It just yeah, they felt a little. See, I, I would kind of disagree, but okay, don't let me derail. 
No, go ahead. You're the only one who's probably watched Baywatch between all of us. I've seen. I've, a I've seen a lot of Baywatch. I have. Yeah, well, Craig's seen a lot. That's why it used to. It used to be on when I was a kid. It was on before Star Trek, so I would watch I think Baywatch. You've talked about this. Before. Yeah, I can. I can like sing the theme song, the closing theme song. I know it in and out. Right. So comparatively, so this was so Baywatch is supposed to be sexy. It's supposed it, to be no. It's whether sexy. you found it sexy or not is different. It was. I never. I didn't find it sexy. Right. So, a question about another thing under the heading of is this supposed to be sexy slash is it sexy? <laughs> when Shanae applies sunscreen only to Clayton's nipples. Ew. Is that sexy? Is that supposed to be like a turn on for him to be like, ooh. Uh, yeah, I guess so. What we didn't see, you know, how she did it. I, mean, I know she just kind of dabbed it but yeah. i think <laughs> there was just, some like, it on yeah i think that yeah it was supposed to be and then she kind of chickened out or something it was a little bit weird yeah i also have some other fashion related comments like they're only tangentially fashion but clayton on this date had such a bad like farmer's sunburn going mm -hmm. <laughs> which was just funny to me that like you could clearly see where he had been wearing the tank top and it was like, there's a line right there of your sunburn, you know? And another thing that was interesting to me because they did close-ups on Clayton's chest a few times, both for Shanae uh, sunscreening his nips and then for Gabby when she put aloe on his sunburn in the after party section. And these close-ups of Clayton's chest led me to notice that he has shaved his chest in the past and now it's like growing back in a little stubbly. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was kind of like, interesting. You feel like you should either stay clean shaven or just have like a full one. Stubbly is way worse than either option on either end. I kind of felt like he, he didn't time that well. At first I thought he was just kind of maybe acne prone or rash prone in that area. And I was like, I bet you he shaved. <laughs> and then he didn't yeah. know when the, the shirt off part <laughs> was going to come. So he shaved on an off. true. Totally true. Like, yeah. These producers are not helping about at all because they could tell him, right, it's going to be a shirtless day today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get no, that, get totally that right. cleaned up if you want to, you know, yeah. but they don't because then he's got like a weird growth period of like maybe he shaved last week, but he didn't this week. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, three days ago instead of yesterday, um, <laughs> yeah. which was That's a... Funny. It's it's I mean, if you're going to look like that between the shaving, it's better just never to do it. Just FYI, all right. men, you know, just if you're going to have this gross inner period, then just don't <laughs> because it's everyone knows there's. Hey, you know, yeah, where you're kind of like embarrassed and it's gross and it looks like a rash and it looks like something's like you're sick or something. Yeah, no. and I would say it, it's like the. This is going to sound so gross to say, but the physical sensation of touching a stubbly chest like with your hand or something it doesn't feel nice, you know? Well, I'm like, sure it doesn't feel nice on him either. He's no. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's like, I've got some ingrowns in there. So, yeah, I feel like <laughs> you either should be, if you want that shaved look, either shave or wax that thing regularly or don't do it at all. But, like, the in-between period is, is a weird time to have to be seen. Right. And he was done no favors by not being given a heads up about how much shirtless time he was going to get this week. Well, let's see if he gets shirtless again, then we can compare and contrast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if next time he gets shirtless, it's like super smooth. You know that he was like, oh, I got it. I got to take care of this. Yes. <laughs> Funny. Okay, Funny Craig. and insightful. Okay, Craig. Okay, Craig. Yes, I'm sure everyone Do you shave, Craig? Do you shave your chest? 
I used to. I, I kind of let myself go like, recently. And how is it now? Is it is it is it grow back to its like regularness? Well, I'm not. I'm not a very hairy dude. Okay. So I get like a patch here below my neck, and that's about it. Oh but. well, I know, but is it have that in that in between time where it's all gross and point and prickly and gross? <laughs> I mean, I know what you're talking about. When I used to shave it, that would what that's what would end up happening, and you keep have to shave it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd embarrass you too, since we embarrassed. Cl- oh yeah, I don't get embarrassed that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. It was just interesting to note. It's totally to embarrassing. You're on national TV, and yeah. you and you care about that enough to do it, and then you do right. it on the wrong day. That's not yeah. good. No, no. That that's why I said it was funny and insightful. Is that even yeah. funny and insightful? You know, it would have been better prep as if he had been doing waxing because it lasts longer. If he had done like a fresh wax before the mm-hmm. season started, it probably would have. Yeah, he's probably just nervous. Yeah, and also I think like some men don't don't necessarily even think about the fact like you can go to a, a place and they'll just wax your chest for you. Right. Not in Eureka, Missouri. Maybe right. not. Yeah. yeah, not in Eureka. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh. Bye. Bye.